Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hot round! Red 7, Red 7, Red 7! Don! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot round! I don't. What is hot round? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here, you ready? You don't think that lame match play where I run down field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Are you going to get me the ball? Oh, I'll get you the ball! Oh, 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 I hope he doesn't kill somebody. Welcome into 11 personnel, a recruiting heavy edition. I am Nick Roush, joined as always by Adam Luckett, who is Coming to us live from KS office, the Justice Dental KS office, I should add, um, after attending the third camp of the week at the University of Kentucky. And we've had a, a little bit here, a little bit there. I, I will say, I think the day that we teamed up Tuesday, probably the most loaded 
uh, content or not, not content, the most loaded talent at one of those camps, uh, quite a few talented underclassmen. And then this weekend, we've got a, a bunch of official visits happening. So it's a busy time around the Joe Craft football training facility. All of the players are back on campus this week, too. Freshmen have moved in. Um, so it, campus is a buzz right now, Luckett. Nick, when's the last time you've seen somebody wear a visor upside down and backwards? Oh, man, 2005, probably. Yeah, I had a good streak going until today. <laughs> Mike Stoops, of all people. Mike Running Stoops? around backwards, visor, upside down. Only for a couple minutes, I could not – get a snag a picture oh man i missed a golden opportunity there so it's hearsay from me but black visor too a uk black visor upside down and backwards today oh and you know what though him being a visor guy that's bullshit he's just showing off with marks around you know because he's got he's got the best hair the the, yeah. the stoops family did not get blessed with great heads of hair except for mike that dude he looks like a golden retriever with those locks blown in the wind so I, 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 that 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 was probably one of the biggest highlights of the camp today, Thursday. Light light camp. Two prominent products or prospects were two in-state guys, um, Tristan Cook, 2023 offensive lineman, Woodford County, and then Gavin Chadwell, um, the tight end of 2024, be a junior this year, who's everybody's known about here for a couple years now. Um, Knox Central, I believe, Barberville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Knox Central's where he goes for high school. So he was there after camping at Notre Dame earlier this month. So those two guys, but really light. I think of all the camps I've been to, Nick, which is not a lot, Mm -hmm. um, but more than a handful, there was probably the least amount of kids was at this one. Yeah, and I've I've probably been to twice as many like it. And they're usually – I usually don't do the one days, but Tuesday was – there were so many kids there. We felt, felt an obligation to go. The Sunday one was lighter than normal. This, this upcoming Sunday should be a doozy. Um, you've got the kid from Cathedral coming down to throw, O'Neal. Uh, yeah. Uh, now now I'm blanking on names because we're trying to, to gather names for official visits. I guess let's, uh, let's, let's start there, there uh, before we really dive into the, the camp-heavy stuff uh, because uh, – you know, we, we could see a, a kid like Tristan Cook announcing an offer um, while we're recording the podcast. That, that was ultimately his goal uh, for the, uh, you know, he, I think he's got a couple small ball, uh, small school offers that n- this was his opportunity where he was trying to confirm to coaches. He's put in the work. He can he can be a Division One prospect. But as for the guys actually officially visiting this weekend, uh, there's, there's obviously a couple committed kids. Uh, Shamar Porter, the wide receiver. Uh, Ty Bryant uh, from Frederick, Frederick Douglass. Uh, is Caden Mormon, is he one as well? He's not, I don't think. I don't think he, he's making it this weekend. And I think it's just going to be like an unofficial type deal. Uh, but there's some, some top 200 kids in here uh, that are uncommitted. The big one that I want to talk about, mostly because our, our colleagues over at Auburn Live are confident that the Tigers will secure his services is Carmelo English. Uh, Carmelo English is a four-star. Uh, the on-three consensus has him as the number 130 prospect in America, uh, top 25 wide receiver. Dude's faster than you know what, Luckett. I mean, he gets after it. A great athlete. 
He's been to Kentucky a couple times this spring. He put out a video. It was a pretty badass video, if I do say I so myself. I've been there for about five minutes. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're looking. You're like, is this a commitment going to happen? Um, didn't happen. But yesterday, we, we had a new guy get hired by the Auburn site. His first order of business was picking English to Auburn. And then now he's coming up to Kentucky this weekend. So, well, again, this feels like a, a, a two-horse race right now, one that Kentucky's really – doing it whatever they can this weekend to, 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 to win the battle. There's also Alabama scuttlebutt like that. He would be potentially a take for Alabama. Like they are involved here with him as well. This is a big boy prospect. Top 150. Kentucky hasn't signed a lot of top 150 prospects. Consensus top 150 prospects in the Stoops era. Like this guy has a chance to be, if Kentucky can land him, being the guy in this class. Cutting up receiver, we've talked about how they've totally flipped recruiting that position. He's probably going to be a slot receiver at the next level. Um, I think there's obvious reasons why he would love Kentucky because of what they what this offense does, I think, for slot receivers. I mean, you look at his Twitter profile, Nick, and it's all he's tweeting about is Kentucky for the most part. Yep. And so, you know, NIL has changed everything, right? Mm -hmm. There's always that obviously that factor. Right for both sides of the argument here. So you have to consider that. Um, but th there's palpable buzz here, I think, for Kentucky. And I'll be very interested to see um, what it is, even after camp, um, and what kind of relationship they can build. But they're, they're at the same time, though, Nick. We, I think we need to re realize, like, Kobe Albert was here at one of these camps last year. And we were there, and there was palpable buzz about Kobe Albert. And then he releases the top four, like, a week later, and Kentucky doesn't make it. He commits to Auburn like two weeks after that. And then he goes on the, well, he goes on some summer officials, Michigan, Maryland, Auburn, and then randomly commits to Auburn in the summer. And then we don't hear anything. And then quietly Kentucky got him on campus for an official at the end of the season. And then he it flips to Kentucky. So now John Summerall was a big part of all that. Yeah, He's no yeah. longer here. Um, but but they, they put in a lot of work, it seems like, with Carmelo English. And I don't think they're going to go quietly, I guess is what I'm saying here. I think he's a big-time prospect for them. I think if you, they let us in the recruiting room, we see the big board. I think he's near the top of the, of the big board for the class of 2023. Yeah, Woodward's in uh, on this one. Uh, you know, it's it's obviously a group effort, but he's in on this one. I know, too, that the, the big thing at Auburn um, – that I guess is in Kentucky's favor is Brian Harson is their head coach. So that, yeah. that, that feels like a temporary thing. Uh, the, the, the OG recruiter they had for him, they fired him to hire Ike Hilliard. Obviously Ike Hilliard, it's a recognizable name. I believe he's an Auburn alum, right? I, I know him from yeah. his time at the job. Third class in a row too, Nick, that Kentucky could steal one really from Auburn. Trevin Wallace, mm -hmm. Les Malzahn, Bounces, Kobe Albert, they're able to pull him out because of all the instability, I think, with Brian Harson there at the end of the year played a role in that. And then you could have maybe a hot seat situation here this year where maybe that like gives you late momentum to sign Carmelo English. So really three years in a row, they could benefit by going down in not only in Auburn target, but in Auburn's backyard, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Kobe Albert, Birmingham area. Uh, where Carmelo, Carmelo English is from Phoenix City. It's like on like, the border. It's a, right. It's a border yeah. of Georgia, Auburn. It's a 20-minute drive from Auburn's campus. And then South Georgia is obviously an area that Auburn needs to recruit very, very well every year, and that's where Trevor Wallace was from. 
Um, so we really, you got Kentucky has a chance here, three classes in a row to really get one of their better signees right out from Auburn's nose. Yeah, and um, oh man, it would be fun too. And there's there's some about our the, the Auburn Live site is it's 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 well run, and but it's also like one of those things where it's easy to, you know, they're just like us. They're 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 homers and. So it's easy to kind of hate them. Would love to just pull the rung out from under them. You know, it would just make me so happy. I, I was looking at there's something that came I know you already there. have some. I know you already have a few tweets in your drafts already. already <laughs> I know you were probably while you're while you're chasing a little man around the house. I know, know your brain was probably racking trying to come well, up with some of those. What's um, what's also interesting too. You just we talked about the hot seat thing. There's a guy who. You know, everybody's got their own advanced stats. And there's some dude who put out the percentage chances of going undefeated in a graphic, and Auburn was like 0.1%. And in the tweet, he was like, Auburn fans should be happy going 7-5. and five. And everybody in the SEC country just laughed their ass off. Like, yeah, Auburn fans are going to be happy at 7-5. and five. <laughs> Yeah. It's just uh, like when Alzon had his press conference at UCF, and the guy asked him if he was ready to be at a job with a lot of pressure. And Alzon was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like I, I, yeah, I think I'll be able to handle the pressure here at UCF. Which, by the way, uh, Javon Baker announced his commitment to UCF. Right. And I totally forgot about Ribka. Felt bad, or not Ribka, but uh, Katie McDaniel going there. Didn't he, I forgot to add him to the post. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, I'm, I had a line in there like uh, he's going to UCF to to play for the Golden Knights and team up with Joey Gatewood. And, man, UCF fans are so triggered online. Oh, man. Oh, I forgot the heavy social media presence. They have. Yeah. I, I mean, I even got a random retweet from Mackenzie Milton. <laughs> I mean, that's how deep I that my tweet got in the UCF ether. Uh, I forgot about how how, uh, how wild. the fan base is on, online. It's 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 wild. They're a, they're a loud, vocal – energetic fan base so uh didn't see that coming they also really don't like if you call them the golden knights Our we've been the course. knights since 2007 which yeah. also golden knights is cooler than knights it just is especially if he's already golden it's just it's dumb stupid you see fans um a couple other official visitors yenzer's got a uh an offensive lineman from philadelphia coming Ew. down uh by the name of austin ramsey uh, one of two guards, uh, along with Kobe Keenum, the kid that's also considering U of L that we talked about last week, where they had the the little snafu back and forth. But uh, we're we're starting to see get Yinzer's been awfully quiet um, as to who he's been targeting, and we're starting to get a better idea of of what kind of prospects he's recruited. Yeah, I mean we've talked about Keenum and who he is as a prospect, but there's two guys really, uh, two guys from Philadelphia, Nick. First, Austin Ramsey, 6'3", 5", they call him House. I mean, he's got the name already. Um, reported wingspan, near 7 foot. He's visited West Virginia, he's visited Penn State, um, and Rutgers, a few other schools. So this is the guy, 6'3", 365. And then Colorado commitment, Nikhil, Betrayed. It's also for Philadelphia, 6'6", 320. So there's, like, obviously that assumption that Kentucky maybe gets smaller on the offensive line like Malachi would. Um, needs to add weight, right? Um, but I still think they 
at the end of the day, they still want to be able to move defensive linemen off of their place. And to do that, you need big, powerful guys. And I think Ramsey and Nikhil Bitran kind of fit this. And so I think it's it's interesting, really. They're, they're getting into Philadelphia here, into Pennsylvania more than they have in the past. I think Wolford probably did a lot of early work on these guys. Um, but now um, – now it's Yenzer running the show, trying to get these guys in here. And really, offensive line, it's a big week. Uh, hosting three guys at the same time. Um, Yenzer wants to get a center guard tackle, I believe, in this class. Wants to have guys that can play each spot. Um, so you're, so you're, they, they have a lot of needs here with the offensive line. And this is going to be a big weekend for it because there's, these are three quality prospects they've got um, coming into town. Yeah, and it's, it's just kind of – odd to hear uh philadelphia kid uh colorado commit visiting kentucky that's just a lot of really spraying the board there <laughs> you know yeah. yeah for some yeah uh don't see that very often yeah yeah you certainly don't um and who's is, is he also recruiting the running back as well um i'm Kalisha? not sure some more scoop we got uh, today, Khalifa Keith is a running back out of Birmingham. I'm not sure who the point man is on this, Nick. Um, that it's just quiet makes me think it might be like Buffano or Yenzer um, because mm-hmm. we really don't know much about them as recruiters. Um, this guy um, is told over a 200-pound running back, physical runner that, um, that they're in on. Did some digging on him today. He just camped at Florida State. Uh, he got offered by Florida State. He's at Georgia Tech today as we're recording on Thursday. He's also going to be here this weekend um, for an official visit. And you're starting to see uh, running backs pop up here. Um, I know uh, our good friend Justin Rowland has re- reported on a couple of them. One was named T.J. Harvison, was running back out of Georgia. Um, and there's some other guys out there, too, if you start you start digging in on them. So there's these guys are starting to merge. And they have to, they have to hit on a, at least one, maybe two running backs in this class, Nick. They didn't get any running backs last class. Um, and no, what, no matter what happens with Chris Rodriguez, he's a redshirt senior. He's probably done regardless. Cavassier smokes a redshirt senior. He's probably out after this year. You could have a transfer at any point. So they really need to start backlogging uh, that position room. And so finding a guy or two is going to be important. Keith's an interesting prospect because a lot of recruiting services have him as a linebacker. Um, but I think Kentucky likes him at running back. So he's going to be a name that's going to pop here, I think the next day or two um, as a prominent prospect and maybe even a commitment down the road. So he's going to be someone we all need to follow. I think you're going into the weekend. It's, it's going to be a big one. Jeff Ruby's is going to be popping. Um, I know Aaron Bradshaw, the, the basketball center, he's officially visiting uh, this weekend as well. So um, somebody's going to be there. Some big time recruits going to be there. You're going to run into him. Oh, and last but not least, we can't forget about uh, one of the other top 200 guys, Robert Stafford. Uh, that's a big one. Uh, and we, we alluded to it uh, when discussing Christian Conyer, but like you, Kentucky needs it cornerbacks. There, there's no doubt about it. And this is, this is a big one top 200 athlete from Florida. Um, this is kind of where we're seeing Mike Stoops put his focus in. Um, and it's not just because he spent the last year in Boca. That he kind of has some some ties to there back to his days at Oklahoma. So getting back to to where the getting was good, 
uh, Mike Stoops making some waves, getting a nice solid first visitor, uh, official visitor this first week in June. Battle there could be steep. Um, he's Arkansas seems like they may may have an inside track. They've been recruiting for a while. Obviously, the other Florida schools are in on him. Florida State, Miami specifically. Um, but in general, Nick, Kentucky is going to have four top 250 prospects on campus for official visits this week. That's, that's pretty solid. You get half of those, that's a good start to your, to your class when you're building out a class. Um, you look at Carmel English, 130, Robert Stafford, 157, Shamar Porter, who's already committed, 191, and then Avery Stewart, 220. English and Stafford are up in the air. I think Stafford's the least likely. Um, but I feel pretty good about Avery Stewart and Shamar Porter. So you you get, you know, you start with those two. That's a good start. Yeah. Um, to your, you know, when you start building out this class into the year. Um, so I think there's been a little trep- – there's been some trepidation about the class because there's just no real buzz. But I think a lot of it is they're just – they're withholding a lot of information that they haven't in the past. We knew a lot more, I would say, this time last year or this time two yeah. years ago. Um, they're running a little more tighter ship as far as information goes of what's getting out and what's not getting out. Yeah. And, and so that we're starting to learn stuff now when the visit starts popping. And all, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this this week, this Saturday, June – or this Friday through Saturday, th- Sunday, June 10th through the 12th, just became a huge recruiting weekend out of nowhere for them when they probably knew it was going to be like that for – a while, for a while. right 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 just now finding out about it so it's- and and i've heard too that that is a that was a concerted effort that was a no doubt yeah yeah like that our suspicions were confirmed and, and i think to contribute to it as well like it is you're seeing guys like tennessee and louisville just like throwing cash around everywhere and that makes you a little bit more antsy as a kentucky fan um because you you've been the one stealing the show as of late kind of weird to see your rivals uh, making some noise, so that that that, that plays into the the trepidation as you put it as well. Yeah, I think they're operating differently. I think that's the biggest thing, and obviously, it's just new, right? The NIL yeah. stuff, everything's new. It's, these summer officials are still new. Like we're still figuring out how the coaches want to balance all that stuff out. Mm-hmm. So everybody's trying to figure out. So that's that's it. But like being there, I feel like there's not like. The buzz we're kind of getting going in these camps is that they feel pretty good about. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not sensing a a real uh, lack of urgency or, or anxiety over who they're getting, who they've got. Uh, I, I will add that I I got personally more comfortable with some of the guys already in the class after watching them camp on Tuesday. Uh, I was really. Tommy Z's were in Malachi Wood. Not going to lie. Just like, eh, eh, I don't know. Did they do it for me? And in seeing them in person, I got a lot of reassurance, especially from Zizma. Um, because, you know, I would just expect a, a Boyle County defensive lineman with power five offers to just dominate 4A. Uh, and he doesn't necessarily do that on tape. But, man, his, his physical tools, his weight – I mean, like all of his um, – I, I don't know what you call it, the the like pro combine, all that sort of stuff like it. He he checks it all, except he's just a little on the short side. So, like, uh, he, he was explosive at that camp. And Malachi Wood, he has such good posture. He just – I thought he would be stiff as a board. 
but he actually has got some good flexibility. He's just going to have to add on some weight. With Zizmer, he's a striker. Mm-hmm. He's going to run – on tape, he's running through people's face. He's forklifting guards and tackles. He's shooting gaps. He's, he's you know, he's messing stuff up all the time. So, for him, like, you, that showed up at camp. He was forklifting guys. He was running around people. He was getting jumps off the line. It's just the size thing with him. He's six foot one, barely, and he's just over six foot one. He's closer to six one than he is six two. He's like 250 pounds right now, 245 pounds. So it's really just size with him. The power, the strength, um, just the effort he plays with. He checks all of those boxes, and even. He's power clean in 330. Like, he's got real long arms. Yeah. But it's the what thing you worry about him, Nick, is how much, like, is he at a ceiling physically? Because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because he's in a really, really good high school program. He's coached really well. That's, that's the, like, how much room does he still have to grow? That's the question you have to ask. Um, because from a stature standpoint, he is kind of what he is. You know, mm-hmm. he's not going to get much bigger. Um, that's the, now he, I think, because of that he has a high ceiling, or no, excuse me, high floor. But how how high is that ceiling? Right. I mean, and is it a thing where he can, can he play like can he play at his size in the league? Kentucky's going to play it. I mean, that's the question you have to ask. But in a camp setting, all that he just, I mean, he's a bull in the china shop. I mean, for Boyle County, he's a bull in the china shop. Like, I mean, he should have thirty tackles for loss next year playing Kentucky high school competition. Yeah. That. A guy that explosive, that fast, that quick twitch with those with that arms with those arms and how he strikes people, he's just gonna be a, a menace um to what's boils in four A, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, he's just just be destroying people in the four A playoffs. The four A's gonna be pretty good. Uh I, I hope we get another Franklin County uh uh, another Franklin County, Boyle County State Final. That was a good one a couple of years back. And I know Franklin, they've got Caden Mormon along with the, the linebacker who's got some uh, offers from the, the military academies. So th- they should have another good squad this year. Um, just and also, yeah, keep it on, on. on Malachi Wood, real long arms. Would you like to see mm-hmm. a tackle prospect? He's taller than Keontae. They were next to each other, and he's a scotch taller than Keontae Gilbert. Now he does, he's not right. built like Keontae. <laughs> the only thing with him, I'll say, is he's six seven. He's six seven plus, and probably two sixty five right now. It's putting the weight on like that's what because his frame's not very big. Um, that that's going to be the thing I think with him. Can he get up to the weight? Um, he's not a plug-and-play guy at all, no, or he's no. even close to like Keontae was as a prospect from a physicality and maturity standpoint. He's gonna have to grow into his body a little bit, but you can see some stuff there. There's some tools with him, like you could like even in camp, you could see like on pass protection, he's got, you know, he's athletic enough on the on the kick steps, and he's got those long arms um, where he's gonna be able to kind of if he can land, if he can get strong punches, he's gonna be able to. Um, have you know have his way with some edge rushers but it, for him it's all about getting bigger and stronger uh, but he his body type looked different than i thought it would look uh, 
when I watched him on tape, I wasn't expecting a guy that looked like he could play. I mean, I'm, like he should be playing in a Mac basketball game. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's five man. I mean, I, I didn't. I wasn't expecting that. Like he put, like he was, he was well put together, um, lean. But I just he's six seven plus. Said, just how much more weight can he hold? I guess is my, um, it's just my question there. But that's why they get paid. The, those nutrition folks get paid the big bucks for weight. Oh yeah, weight on a, lot, a lot of waking up and eating PB and J's in the middle of the night. You know, right. Um, well, for him, if he can get up to three oh five, three ten, and move like he's moving now, then he, then your eyes will start to pop. Then you're like, oh, we might have something here. So I think the ceiling is really high with Malachi Wood. I think right now, if the ceiling's higher for him, I would think than anyone else in the class. Um, if it if it hits for him, because of, because of some of the traits he has with the long arms, with the length, uh, with the positional athleticism, if you add weight to that, then you really could have something. Uh, let's uh, let's go through. I, I want to talk about some of the current cats, but we've been doing all recruits. Let's run through a few underclassmen real quick. Uh, the Brian Robinson kid, he's going to be a stud. Uh, he was going up against Wood on that Tuesday. Youngstown guy. Old, yeah, was young- fun, Matt. Brian Robinson and Wood were, was fun to watch them go at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he's so he's from Youngstown. All the Youngstown assistants are already all over. Mero got the second offer out there right after, I think it was Akron. Uh, but Delane McCullough is recruiting him at Notre Dame. Clink Scales recruiting him at Michigan. He's going to camp at Georgia and Alabama. The kid has the, you know, 82-inch wingspan. Uh, good athlete who was playing quarterback, but, you know, a year ago. So he, he's pretty new to this, got a ton of potential. He's going to get a ton of offers. This kid is going to be – He's huge. 6'3", 265 when he's – you know, probably close to that when he's a freshman in college. Yeah. Like he's got – when you look for edge prospects, this is kind of the guy you're looking for. 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", good size arms, um, can hold weight, can play with power to speed or speed to power when he rushes off the edge, and that's what this kid has. Um, you, you can see him strike and be able to hold up potentially in run fits. He also got the athleticism to bend and turn the corner and pressure the passer. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be a premium prospect in 2024. Um, I, w- I would assume top 150, top 200 type. Now, yeah. he goes to that high school, Austin, Austin Town Fitch, um, which is in the Youngstown. That's, that's somewhere they've never really recruited. I don't think they've gotten the guy from that high school. No, just Ursuline and uh, Colonel Moody. Right. Uh, and uh, Harding with Lynn. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so also, a different, different, different spot, but obviously those, you know, that's a big, it's going to be a huge target for Mero, right? In yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is really, really one. Yeah. This is a big one. Uh, Brad White's also, uh, of course, involved in that one. It was funny. Like when I, when I, when I called him uh, Thursday morning, when he picked up the phone, his voice was so like deep and raspy. I thought I was talking to his dad. <laughs> just, I mean, it's uh Brian, he's like, yeah, this is this, this, this is me. Uh, I was like, oh wow, uh, but good kid who uh, got a bright future wherever he ends up. And that's uh, the best part about these camps is we get to learn about some of these 2024 guys that weren't that we weren't. Mm-hmm. Boo, Boo Carter, that kid from Chattanooga, holy crap, great athlete. I mean, he has the the stop, start, and acceleration. 
and that's just that's that's the thing like it just the next because there's some kids out here who you like you know this kid could end up being a decent college football player but then you see the difference when you see a guy like boo carter who can just you just yeah especially at receiver you just know Uh, open camp 2019 open practice 2019 went out there bolton's just different than the other guys um, last year, Wandale was just different. And it's, you really see it in the skill talent when they're playing, when these guys have to play in space, right? Yeah. Uh, you see it. And in- how they can create separation, too. Because that, that was the thing. And I mean, I know there wasn't, there was some quality defensive backs there. There wasn't any other, you know, comparable top 200 guys. But his ability to just get a foot on somebody and, like, not even let the other guy get a hand on him, you know? Like, that that's when you're just dealing with some sort of freakish and he was the best. He was the best defensive back in the class, too. There's going to be some schools that maybe like him at defensive back more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just – he's a dude. Um, he's already in the top – I think the top 150, top 200 mm-hmm. there in 2024. Uh, he's going to be a guy that a lot of people are in on. It. Michigan State and Kentucky um, mm-hmm. um, look like big schools – um, out early on him, but that it's still a long way to go on that recruitment. There was a and so there, there was another kid, um, and Tyler shared it with us who was like a top 150 recruit or whatever that came up with him. And I didn't even recognize him because this Boo Carter kid was so much better than everybody, <laughs> you, know, you know. Like, um, I mean, he, he he was impressive. He was catching passes from Cutter Bowley, who just transferred from uh, Lexington Christian, and like it. It, he was he was putting the ball in the right spots. He was he was putting the ball on target. Uh, what good for for a young kid who just finished his freshman year of high school? Yeah, I think there's a lot to like with Cutter here. Um, he's six three six four. Looks like a quarterback. Um, got a mop got head a, haircut. He's got yeah. a frame. He's really going to grow into. You didn't really see the ball. The It didn't pop off his hand, and there wasn't, like, a lot of velocity on his throws. But when he went vertically, he had really good ball placement and accuracy on those throws. That was what I wanted to see. Like, he can stretch the field with his arms, and he can put the ball accurately on people. Um, and that other stuff will come, and he'll grow into his frame. But he's a guy, Nick, if it, everything hits for him, like he's got potential to be a top 100 prospect, one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Like in elite 11 in the 2025. You know, you know who he reminds me of? Like it is uh, – I mean, frame, does all the seven-on-seven seven stuff well. It's, he, he, he's, uh, he's like Mac Jones, man. <laughs> it's just like Mac Jones. Yeah. Mike Jones with a, a better haircut. So uh, we'll we'll see how he develops. Um, there was a couple of kids on Sunday that were talented too, running back from Ohio um, that that I want to watch. He he uh, Sam Williams Dixon, outside zone guy, so he's a scheme fit, good in space. Want to see how he performs as a junior. Uh, he was the one who said that talking to Vince Merrill was like talking to God. And you know what? I can certainly imagine Vince voicing over, doing some voiceover work. You know, he he's got that deep voice. Uh, that was a bad Vince impression, but uh, take it, leave it, do whatever you want with it. Uh, the other one, though, that is going to be a – he's going to be a huge recruit is Amari Williams. I mean, he just finished his freshman year. He's got a long way to go. But, I mean, he looked like a basketball player out there, really shot up like a beanpole. Doesn't have a position as of yet, but he he's going to be able to do a lot of things on the football field. And it's good that his dad's Mo Williams. It's good that Mike Stoops was the second one to offer him. 
Um, so Kentucky in a good spot for a kid who's who still has a, a ways to go in his recruitment. Yeah, um, that was kind of – I didn't get to see him on Sunday, but he was kind of the talk of yeah. that camp. Really? Another thing on Tuesday, Nick, uh, they had a lot of kids from Florida there, over 20, a ton from Orlando. Um, we don't have to dive too deep into this, um, but they haven't recruited that Orlando-Tampa area, Central Florida, since really Chad Scott left after the 2015 season. They dabbled in South Florida, but other than that, they've not really gone into Central Florida as much. I think that's changing now with Mike Stoops. I think he's going to get them in there. Um, they had multiple kids from Orlando on campus Tuesday. You won't see in 2023, but 2024, 2025, expected a handful of Central Florida kids to be committed to Kentucky. That's area they've got JoJo Kemp, Jeff Bidette, Blake McClain. Yep. I'm Kenneth Horsey's from that area. Juice. Yeah, Garrett Juice John. A lot of quality players out of that area, and I think that's an area they're probably, they're going to try to get back into with Mike Stoops. So just something to monitor moving forward. We'll certainly do that. Um, last but not least, we gotta we gotta have a looks good in shorts report. Seen a lot of guys, um, but first, Chris Rodriguez. We saw him at a camp, so. Uh, like it over the last week we had at least I had I, I don't know if you can speak the same but I had heard like you know we might actually be able to get our get our arms around this thing and, and be able to might be you know there's there, there's some hurdles here to whatever Chris's situation is but it sounds like it's not something that they can't handle uh, and after seeing Chris if you're talking to some people I know the worries that his season might be over before it starts, I think those are no, – that's no longer the case. I, I, I think he's going to play at some point in 2022. How good or when, that, that's up in the air. But I, I am more confident that he's going to be available to play in 2022. TBD, we're just going to have to wait it out here. But the closer we get to media days and nothing there makes it you think like he is going to be on the team in some capacity – um, because Stoops is going to get peppered with those questions, and they're going to have to have build an answer. And I would assume if he's staying, the answer is, you know, we're handling that in-house, but Chris Rodriguez is a member of the team, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I would think, too, like it, that he would not wait until getting there to let that cat out of the back. I mean, no right. pun intended, but that just feels like something you'd talk about sooner rather than later, just so that isn't the only thing you're talking about. You don't want to make your SEC media day's well, appearance just, all about Chris Rodriguez. On through the cycle already, right. where you get down there in the huge, the biggest cycle of the year. But yeah, right. I mean, well, I mean, there was some pot. It seemed like to be some some positivity about that. That that's he's going to potentially be on the field, but we don't know. And we're all yeah. we're all yeah. playing the way. We're still playing the waiting game, but as for the rest of the guys, they're back on campus. All right, I'm just gonna, let's go back and forth, uh, dudes that you saw, active players who you're like, damn, dude looks good in shorts. I'll let you get first dibs like it. We're uh, gonna uh, two together. Eli Cox and Tayshawn Manning are just barrel chested. Mm -hmm. Like they look like. They look like the centers and guards you see at like the combine. 
You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. just look like that. Those are the guys that are supposed to stop these bull rushers in the NFL. Um, so those two, I, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about that. Just that interior offensive line. Well, that's so I'm about tackle, but I, I think guard center guard. They're going to be really, I really mean, good. That, that those were I want two together too. To, uh, a couple of roommates, Jagger Burton and David Wallabaugh. Yeah, Jagger. Right. Jagger looks like he should be lifting uh, weights for the Soviet Union in the 1984 Olympics. Like when you were a little kid, did you watch those strongman competitions on ESPN? Oh, yeah. Were they yeah. lifting up just the giant concrete rocks and stuff? Yeah. Like he looks like, like pulling the semi. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. his freaking neck is out to there and his, he's wearing like, the real shorty shorts with his thighs all hanging out. Like Magnuson. They all got like <laughs> real burly names. Yeah. Oh. And then Wallaball. Wallaball was always – I was always thought he was a little white in the trunk, but he's he's been definitely been hitting the squats. Um, and and I think – like it, I think some of their – he's going to end up playing a lot for them this year. I have, I have a feeling he's going to be in their third tackle, rotating in at left quite a bit, and then may, maybe sprinkled in, peppered at right some too if Jeremy Flax ever goes down. Yeah, I think that's a safe assumption as we stand right now. All right, who who else do you think uh, look good in shorts out there? Ooh, I'm trying. I saw Will Levis today. He looked good. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think who else I saw out there. Jordan, oh, okay. I got one. Jordan Lovett, man. Like he he was standing. I he was standing today next to Isaiah Cummings, and he was right. I mean, Isaiah Cummings is just a little bit taller than him. Like. Love it's a legit 6'2", 200-plus pound safety prospect. Wow, nice. Like, that is – and he has – like, we saw some of the speed, closing speed he had during the spring game. He's a guy, I think, to ha- have some real excitement about. Well, and I'm going to piggyback on and, – and if you're noticing a theme, it's because these guys have spent a year in a college weight program, and they've, they've, they've right. matured from 18 to 19, 20. You know, Lavelle Wright, who um, will be getting a lot of reps – in Chris Rodriguez's absence, he was a power runner. Like between the tackles is where he his bread and butter was at North Harden High School. He looks like he can withstand the, the physicality uh, between the tackles in the Southeastern Conference now. He, he's he, a two hundred plus pound back. He was looking good. Uh, Ox, somebody told me Ox is two seventy. He's the skinniest two hundred seventy pound person I've ever seen. Like how he can carry that weight. I mean, he just is – it must be just 100% muscle. That dude, man, he, he's just they're, – they're impressive. <laughs> impressive. Defensive line in general was looking a little slim. I thought Trayvon Ripka looked slim. Mm-hmm. Darian Henry Young, that was already known. He's yeah. a little slim. Um, so, that, yeah, that's that was interesting, I thought. So, we'll have to see how that develops. Apparently, a lot of them were puking the day before that Tuesday camp. Uh, you know, first first day conditioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that Coach Ed and Coach Hill they don't they don't take it easy on those guys on that first day back of summer. Uh, so uh, it was a little, little little rough on a few of them. Um, and oh my goodness, I had one final guy I wanted to mention, and I think it just escaped my mind. And that's going to really really bug me that I, I had one more. It was on the tip of my tongue, and then just poof. Yeah, another big one, like Jordan Wright, J.J. Weaver, um, no cast or anything, walking around. J.J. J.J. No cast. J.J. looks like a freak, too. Uh, 
he's been he's been doing the peanut butter and waffles and peanut butter and peanut butter diet. And I mean, God, that guy. Whew. Yeah. Looking good. Uh, Barry and Brown was on campus too today, right? He was sporting some All-American gear. I, I still, uh, this is not a, I, I'm going to take a shot at Ryan Lemon. I have no idea where he got his worried. I, I've, I've never heard that one time, except for anybody from, it, it, Ryan was the only person who ever was worried about Barry and Brown not getting into campus. I never heard that once. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was a lot there. <laughs> um, um, Brian wasn't the only one that maybe heard something. Yeah, that, yeah uh, fair enough. But whatever, he's on campus now, so that's really all that matters. Um, so he was there, saw the, um, the twins, Dustin Keaton Way, Kobe Albert was out there today. Jackson Smith was there. Um, so most of those guys are, are here now. Yeah, really, all of them should be here. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, this is really like this week is really the start of the season to me. Summer workouts begin. Your whole team's finally together now. Um, and now, you know, all eyes are set kind of on, you know, practice starts in, you know, a little over a month, six weeks. So, you know, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Getting to the nitty gritty. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got a couple more camps, and I'm sure there's going to be some recruiting news that comes from this weekend's official visits. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff this weekend. I think we're going to – maybe not all, during the weekend, but as Monday, Tuesday rolls around, we'll start to hear some things, maybe get a commitment or two. Um, stuff's going to start happening here. Not just here, though, Nick. I mean, everywhere. You're starting to see commitments pick up here. Mm-hmm. College football space, some, some flips, our potential, as always. Um, so it's going to be an interesting interesting time. It's These schools, really, they look to, you know, get a good chunk of their class done now and then mm-hmm. spot recruit when the season's here and really zone in on specific targets when the season comes. Do that, you got to get the commitments now. Kentucky's at what, five or six? Yeah. So they, they're, they're due for a streak here where they get three or four in a row. Yeah, That, yeah. that could be coming soon. Could be coming soon. Um, so keep it locked in. Don't go anywhere too far. Uh, we're going to enjoy our weekend. Uh, not Jeff Ruby style like we're on an official visit, but we're going to enjoy our weekend. And uh, we'll see you all next week. For Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Roush. This has been 11 Personnel. Go Cats and go Croker. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets.
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.